Hey there friends and welcome to episode 129 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, thrilled that you're here with me. Today we're going to be talking about a lesson that I kind of received a long time ago, quite a while ago, back towards the beginning of my yoga teaching career that completely sort of changed the trajectory of how I looked at movement and teaching and me in the world, ultimately. And it's all about the willingness to be wrong and the willingness to change. So stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So, hello. As I mentioned in the little intro, talking about a lesson that I learned quite a number of years ago. And I was reminded of this lesson earlier today when I was talking with uh, my friend Addie DeHilster, who is also a yoga teacher. And I was talking to her for her podcast, um, which I don't think will be out by the time that this airs, but um, stay tuned for for that um, down the track as well. Um, And Addie kind of had me talking a little bit about, you know, my pathway into teaching yoga and how that had evolved over time. And one of the memories that it brought up for me was a teacher training that I did right towards the beginning of my kind of like yoga teacher career. So I had not long ago graduated from my training and I went to this teacher training. And I want to talk a little bit about it, but if you're listening thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear about a yoga teacher training. This isn't relevant to me. I'm not a teacher. Um, Stay tuned because this is actually not about the teacher training itself. Um, And it's a a message, I think, and a, a lesson that for me, extended way beyond my role as a teacher, as a movement teacher, um, and very much influenced the way that I look at myself and how I navigate life and how I navigate the world. So this moment in time, as I said, was not long after I had sort of freshly minted as a yoga teacher and I went out into the world feeling fairly confident about what I knew. And then I went to this yoga teacher training with a teacher uh, named Donna Fahi, who many of you may actually know. She's very well known in the yoga world. Um, And that self-belief was kind of shattered, but in a really good way. Um, I didn't see it at the time, like in the in the moment that I had that like realization of like, I know nothing. Um, (laughs) That was a fairly painful moment. But then what came from that was really powerful. Um, and the thing that, that really struck me about this particular training, and there were a few things that happened in that training. Some of them were really quite kind of like harsh, uh, reality checks. Um, but this, the one that I want to talk about today was more of a light bulb moment and a, a sense of permission around changing our minds and being wrong and, uh, choosing again. So one of the things that, 
Donna does really well and did at that time was talked about how as a teacher over decades, she's been a teacher for a really long time, and she's always she talked about how she always shares what she knows to be true now. She might not have used those exact words. It was a really long time ago, but that was the essence of it, right? And essentially saying that there's things that she had shared in the past that, you know, she changed her mind about. And I remember listening and thinking, I don't know if I have the courage to say that I have been wrong. And that shed light on an element of of my personality and my um, like way of thinking and being that was really interesting to me. This recognition that I don't like being wrong. I mean, does anyone like being wrong? Probably not. But that I was deeply uncomfortable with the prospect of sharing something that had the potential to become untrue or not the best way. And I was kind of confronted with this straight up through some movement that she shared with us that I was like, wow, this is so different to the way that I've been sharing it. And I think this is better. And so I was kind of confronted with this moment of like, oh my gosh, I have to admit that I was doing it in a way that isn't as good as the way that I would like to do it moving forward. And to hear someone openly talk about that who, you know, was someone who's had huge success as um, as a human and as a teacher um, was just like so awe-inspiring to me because I don't think I've had that modelled all that often. And it's something that I've been really conscious of trying to model for my kids. You know, I make mistakes all the time. And one of the things that I've been really conscious of doing, and I think that you know, this possibly was one of the things that has spurred me on with this is to, to now admit when I was wrong or when I see a better way. Um, but that's certainly not something that I've always been comfortable with. And so this has kind of like led me to a, you know, a decade long contemplation of like permission to change our mind, permission to choose a new way, permission to see things differently or to even you know, keep the possibility open that things could be different than the way that we see them now. And this started as a um, a way of doing warrior pose, right, like warrior two. Um, so a very concrete example, but it, it has ended up being a far more broad way of looking at things from movement beyond, right? So... One of the examples that came up for me as I was chatting with Addie earlier today was two years ago, this is wild, two years ago, I moved my studio online and I didn't actually kind of like register until just before that it's been two years. So I moved my practice, my studio, my offerings online in November, 2019. So you know, for those of you playing along at home, the world changed kind of like in March 2020. So I moved online before that was forced, right, before that became the only option. And at the time of moving online, I received questions about why in the world I would do that. Like, like, what are you thinking? This isn't what, you know, some of my, certainly some of my clients didn't want me to do that. Um, other yoga teachers didn't necessarily understand it either, but I knew that it was the next best step for me. 
in the way that I wanted to, to show up in the world, in the way that I wanted to share what I had to share. And that sort of choosing was scary because, you know, the, the place where I taught from in person was my home. So we purchased a home very much with the intention of being able to teach yoga from it. We wanted really specific kind of layout. We wanted it so that, you know, people could come into our home, but they didn't have to walk through our home to, to be in the studio. It was just kind of like right there when you, when you got there. We wanted a bathroom that people could use. And we, you know, hunted this house down. And we, you know, made choices about that. Like there were other things that probably my husband would have preferred in a home um, that we could have also had had we not wanted the yoga space. So we kind of did this trade-off process, right? And 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 so there was this decision that had been made. And this decision was made. I'm trying to think how long we've been here. We've been in this house for nearly nine years, I think. So this is a decision that was made a really long time ago. Gosh, nine years. Is that true? Wow. It's crazy when you start talking in decades, <laughs> just as a side note. Um, anyway, so I had an absolute like pit in my stomach kind of moment of like, oh my gosh, but I bought, you know, I sought out this house. I bought this house so that I could teach from home. And now here I am closing this down and moving in a different direction and I think I've carried a story around with me forever that I'm not really good at sticking with things, which is funny because, you know, I've, I've been a teacher for over a decade and um, there's a lot of things that I've stuck with over my life. So there's not really a lot of evidence for that necessarily. Um, I'm just a very curious kind of person. And so I, I like to explore different things and I don't always sort of carry them through. But the things that are important to me, I, I absolutely do. But, you know, it brought up this real thing of like, can you change? Can you really do this? And once I've made my decision, I'm like a bit of a dog of the bone. So I was like, oh, well, I'm doing it anyway, because this is what feels right for me. And it certainly has proven to be a good decision, um, which no one could have foreseen. Right. So I'm like, wow, I don't know how I had the timing that I did. It was pretty, pretty amazing in some ways. But um, that is not the point of this story. The, the point is that that permission to change our mind is so important. And I think that movement is a really cool place to play with that. And one of the ways that we might do that with a sort of slow, mindful movement practice is to get curious about the way that our habits kind of inform the way that we move. So when we think about like not wanting to change our mind, not wanting to be wrong, not wanting to um, kind of appear to have shifted in any way, it comes back to a habit almost of sorts, right? So maybe not a habit in the way that we think of it traditionally, but a set way of doing things or seeing things. And our movement can very much be the same, a set way of seeing things, a set way of doing things, a set way of moving, and the way, and this was, this has all kind of like just a contemplation, I think, from, from my conversation with Addy, um, this way of moving, this mindful approach to moving and being curious about our bodies and being curious about these habits and how we can move with them and beyond them and through them, it, ref it kind of like is a mirror or a reflection of, or a tangent to, um, life. 
Because when we move and we move mindfully and we're getting curious and we're like, wow, isn't that interesting? I have a bit of a blind spot here as I try to circle my hip or slide my shoulder blade or whatever the thing might be. Um, And it gives us like this space, this window to explore like what else could be possible, you know? Um, And I think it becomes this very safe, very kind of defined playground for us to toy around with these ideas. Um, Yeah. So a bit of a different kind of episode today, and I don't have much more to say about that, but really just this idea of like the power of curiosity and being open to change from both a movement perspective moving beyond our habits, moving beyond those kind of chronic patterns that can keep us feeling really tense, that as like a playground for like, yeah, how can I be open to um, to changing my mind or to changing my approach or to changing my perspective? Um, there's, you know, I think the way that I think of it now is like, I will, I can share and I can talk about what I believe to be true right now. Um, but I'm also really aware of the fact that there's a lot, I don't know more that I don't know than I do. And so there's always this kind of like, uh, footnote, you know, more to come because we're always learning more. We're always refining, we're always exploring and, So I think, you know, if you're anything like me and you have this desire to to understand things and to know things and to, like, be right, understanding, like, that we all are in this constant state of understanding and learning and evolving and questioning and being curious, Um, and that's a really good thing. There's some things that I think my opinion about probably feels very solid um, and like I'm possibly not even all that open to discussion about, um, which is interesting for me to contemplate too. But on the most part, like there's this sense of, yeah, there's so much that I don't know and I want to leave space for that. I want to leave space for my own growth, but not in a way that diminishes the reality of what I do know. And the truth of what I, you know, do understand to be true at the moment. So I hope that that kind of gives you the space to kind of feel into that for yourself as well. And I hope that this um, is received in the kind of uh, way that I hope I have kind of messaged it. Um, It's interesting. The other thing that happened while I was talking to Addie was I, you know, I said like, sometimes feel like I really just ramble because I have all these ideas and, and in my mind, I can see the connections between things, but I wonder sometimes whether or not the, you know, the bow that I'm drawing between them is, is too long. Um, so I, I hope that, I hope that it's not in this case. Um, but I'd love to know what you think. Like, do you have a hard time changing your mind or, um, you know, staying open to new information. And, you know, like I put my hand up to say, yeah, sometimes I do because I'm invested in the message that I share. And yet it keeps getting better, I think, through that real sense of awareness of and acceptance of the fact that there's always going to be 
more things, more information, more refinement, more um, opportunities to see different connections. And that that's a really good thing. It doesn't change the quality of what we have known to be true. Um, and same thing with the movement. You know, we talked, um, when I was talking to Addy, we talked about this idea that, you know, as we move our body mindfully to move beyond the sort of habitual movement patterns that we have that might be keeping us feeling sort of stuck in tension, there is this need, I think, to both move beyond what is true for us at the moment in terms of, you know, how can I move in a way that creates a new input that creates different options and different opportunities for, for me and, and my body and my brain, but also a recognition that what has gotten us here is a good thing, right? Like these habitual patterns that we have, these ways of moving, these ways of being have served a really valid, valuable purpose. They have played exactly the role that they were supposed to play. They've gotten us here. And so there's this interesting way of kind of like holding um, respect for and gratitude towards what has been whilst also remaining open to the possibility of what's to come from a, a movement perspective and, you know, beyond as well. All right. They are my ramblings for today. <laughs> I would love you to come and share with me. Um, I love the the either reflection that yes what you're saying I can see that connection or not you went too far with this one <laughs> I do love to hear from you so um, come on over and find me I would love to connect you will find me over on Instagram I'm at Erica Web Yoga um, as I am recording this it is the last day of November which means that when this goes live in a couple of days it is December 2021 and um I don't know why that feels really significant, but it really does. So anyway, rambling, coming to an end. Have an awesome week. I will talk to you again next week. In the meantime, keep being kind to your fine, fine selves. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.